Hello and welcome back to episode number 118 of the Pineapple Theory Podcast. I'm of course one of your hosts, John, with my co-host Reese. Reese, how are you doing on the other side of the sea? I'm good. Or we're ocean? We're, sea we're ocean? ocean sea, same thing. You're all good. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's so bizarre because <laughs> we had one episode in person, like yeah. 24 hours around being each other and then we're back to the way things always were and yet yeah. this is much less not that it was awkward but it definitely felt weird doing an episode in person but we were very full of chinese food yes and i'm kind of i'm not sad because we had fun still doing it but we were we were like comatose yeah we so were. it's i it's, still very much enjoyed that episode though yeah i enjoyed it too obviously it was great it was just more that like i would have ideally in another world maybe giving it a bit more energy and a little less yeah, chinese we, food but we should have hey maybe up. done that before we went out for food but no because even before we were starving like we needed food yeah, <laughs> we true. just we just ate a we lot ate too much food <laughs> but that's what you do at a chinese buffet what else are you supposed to do it was it was incredible and to it was fair. good food oh it's and such good food. i had my first and only tenants of the trip yeah. Did yeah. you actually? Did you not have another tenants? No, didn't have another one. I, I was really good actually on my on my drinking. I, I ticked all the boxes of what I wanted to, to have back home. You got so a I Guinness had, in? I got my Guinness at my home pub, like the pub that I worked nice. at. So I had two Guinness there. I then had a tenants with you, which I thought was quite mm. fun. And then I went to the Tron bar, which is where I met McKinley, and I had an innocent gun. And then funnily where enough I stole an innocent gun glass. I stole an innocent gun glass too. Yes. <laughs> I've got it sitting right over there. So I went to the Tron bar, which, yeah, if you don't know, that's where McKinley and I met when she was working in Scotland. And it's like our favorite sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's got a lot of nostalgia to it. Anyway, yeah. they recently, not recently, obviously, but a while ago they renovated it. Um, so when McKinley and I first met, it was a proper shit tip. It was a dive bar. It was cheap, but it was really fun. And now they've renovated it and it looks all modern and whatnot. Anyway. It looks cool. I went there with Nathaniel and I ordered an innocent gun. And I always said the second I got another innocent gun poured in the pint glass that I like, I would steal it. So yeah. then we were like, we were like drinking. And I was like, Nathaniel, I'm really sorry about this, but I am totally going to steal this glass. And he was like, mate, I'll carry the bag. It's all good. Nice. So I stole that. And crime. Yep. So I've got an innocent gun glass here and it made the trip back. So I had an innocent you know, gun, and then the other, just so, just to wrap up the, the drinking thing, so I had a pint of that, and then we went to the Cold Town Brewery, which I love. It's one of my favorites in the grass markets, because I remember them renovating the old church and turning it into that, and when it first opened, I was like there within a few weeks. Mm -hmm. It was always one of my favorites. So then I had a Cold Town Brewery lager, um, and then I had some brew dog as well. But I, I mixed it up quite a Brewdog's bit. Nice. So good. Anyway, you were going to say? Yeah, did I tell you what happened to my innocent gun glass? No, you did not. So after I said, like, because obviously I've had one for a couple of years now, mm -hmm. uh, and I, literally, like, I, I want to say the day that I said to you, like, oh, I'll keep mine aside for you and I can mm -hmm. give it to you when you come over. Yeah. Uh, but you're like, no, nah, you're going to get one anyway. Yeah. Literally either that day or the next again morning. It was, In fact, it was the next again morning because when I went downstairs... There was all this like weird green stuff in the sink, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" Mm -hmm. And then I uh, go to the the back lobby or like the back, I, I don't know what people call that. Yeah, but yeah. the the back door bit of the house, mm -hmm. uh, and I see the like half broken glass with like bigger bits inside. I was like, "Fuck, that's what that was, <laughs> man! It's in gun glass." Yeah, it's in gun glass exploded. The day after, I said to you, "Like, I'll keep mine aside for you," mm -hmm. and then it fucking <laughs> it breaks. I was gonna say, like, maybe like for Canadian listeners, I would assume most Scottish people have seen it at some point. But it's literally just a pint glass, but it's got like all these wonderful green markings yeah. all around it, and it says "Innocent Gun" in big white light. Just Google an Innocent Gun pint glass, and I don't know what it is about them; they just look fucking sick. And the, the beer is good take too. a picture. Yeah, maybe we'll. Instagram. Maybe, maybe. The Instagram needs some life because it's, it's gone a bit dead. But we mm. have to post that picture of you and me wearing our stupid hats and, and Absolutely. whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I guess. I love how we got that picture there and then yeah. went on to move yeah, the we location. Moved. <laughs> we didn't record where the actual picture is. So it's, it's all just a big lie. But um, I think that didn't help. Like I was lying on a bed and I was like. Yeah, you were comfy. I was You're comfy. Getting very full sleepy. Of Chinese food. Yeah, I mean it's it's what. Also, we had those little mics and no headphones, which doesn't. Yeah. It suddenly doesn't feel like you're sort of like on. 
you know you're not on like presenter mode like when you wear the big headphones you have the big mic in your hand like mm-hmm. you sort of turn it on a bit versus the little tiny mics with no headphones is just doesn't quite feel like you're podcasting yeah but hey ho it is what it is but yeah uh for those of you i mean the secret's out of the bag now but we were sort of hinting at something coming up in the future and that was that i had a trip back to scotland it was all kept very much a secret because it was going back to surprise my grandma for her 80th and believe it or not she has listened to one or two of these episodes so we couldn't really talk about it on here um Mm -hmm. and i have her on social media so i also can't really post much and then also in all honesty a little selfishly um going back was this was my first trip back to scotland since leaving and that was four years ago so selfishly i just i had a bucket list of people i wanted to see and things that i wanted to do and i didn't have time for anything outside of that Uh, it was quite a short trip once you take out the family seeing part of it um so Especially yeah. when you're setting aside like days or like two yeah, days at like, a time for like each friend group. Literally, like this was there was there was four people, four friends outside of family, and I had four days to see them. Um, yeah, and so not... every everyone was booked and locked in well ahead of schedule, and it was just hush hush until after sort of I'd already been through and gone. So I've had mm-hmm. a me- I've had a couple of messages from a few people saying, "Oh, you're in Edinburgh. Like it'd be great to like meet up." And I, it would have been amazing to see everybody, but there's just not enough time to do that. Um, unlucky people recently watched yeah, spoon me yeah essentially <laughs> i had my four friends who needed a spoon in and i made sure they all got it <laughs> uh, no no spooning funny. no spooning took place <laughs> no other spooning, than chinese food into our faces yes. um but yeah no it was all a good trip and yeah you would have if you follow me on social media um outside of the pineapple theory you would have seen as well i had the most incredible flights like the the pictures that i was getting sitting in the window seat Flying back over like Greenland, I saw like uh, I uh, which call them um, glaciers and stuff, yeah. and all the mountains, and then I saw the Northern Lights leaving Canada. You posted them on your Instagram, right? Yeah, I think I posted them on Instagram. Yeah, and there'll be ones. a big Facebook dump pretty soon. But yeah, there's just going to be a ton of photos now of like Edinburgh and and sort of my individual days and hours that I had at certain places. That I'll just start posting now. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm I am back in Canada. I'm not in the UK anymore. So any any photos you see of me in the UK is a lie it was a week or so ago now so yeah. you're no longer there i'm no longer there you've all missed your chance if you're, you're gonna back bump... on the other side i did think like what are the odds of me bumping into somebody in the street that i knew but i didn't see anybody i knew so no yeah didn't happen that'd have been mad like if you just bumped into someone on, like, i know like even just like a, an old teacher or a professor or, or someone i used to work with or yeah you normally like, do in edinburgh you always uh, like exactly i was thinking maybe that. not like bump into someone but like at least walk by them on the other side of the street i said that when i first so when i first moved to toronto i was like wow like this city is like so huge because like i never bump into anybody I, I didn't know as many people obviously but like you won't bump into anybody in toronto yeah. versus edinburgh every single day i was bumping into people that i knew or you know you just walk past a store and someone works there or there's just so like it's it's a city, but it's not very big, really, in the grand scheme yeah. of things. Um, although it is a city of layers, like there's lots of like above ground, below ground, sort of ups ups and downs and stuff. True. Um, but yeah, all in all, it was a super good trip home. Got to see everybody and grandma. Most importantly, she had a really good 80th birthday, and that was the the main part of it. I, I think she's her and a bunch of my family now. Unfortunately, have got a bit of a, a virusy cold thing, not COVID, mm. but a virusy cold bug that's going around. And yeah, somehow, it's going around. Somehow, I managed to avoid it. So, because like lots that's of surprising. people, lots of people, you you weren't feeling great. My mum wasn't, wasn't feeling yeah. great. My uncle wasn't feeling great. Like a bunch of people weren't feeling well. But I was just popping vitamin C tablets a lot and <laughs> to get away with it unscathed. So I know my mum came in the other day and she was like, ah, "Take this." It was a COVID test, and I was like, here we go again. So I had to take one of those, and that was all good, though. Yeah. It's it's just that... It's It's always... I always think it's, like, the last, like, attack of winter before, like, spring, summer comes around. Like, there's always a bug or something that gets you. I remember when we were at boarding school, like, fuck me. The amount of, like, if one person was sick with some sort of cold, the whole school got wiped out. Yeah. Like, there was two to three weeks of just hell. (laughs) I remember there was a bug going about, like, I think it was when me and Calum Calum shared her in French. And, like, we both got sick, had to go to sisters. And, like, there was just nine of us, ten of us in this room. Yeah. 
just all with the same sickness. Yeah, it just took you all out. That's how yeah. it went. And that was just the one room. Mm-hmm. I hate that place. Yeah, it's crazy. That was a scary place. Yeah, Sisters was like the school nursing building, and it Ooh. was it was literally like if you've ever seen a World War Two documentary and those little metal beds on wheels, that was exactly those. And the the building had this horrible smell to it. It was just it just had that horrible vibe. Like it, it was genuinely, very... I like not that ever anything ever happened, but if there were to be a haunted building in that school, it would be that, that place. It was just something about the atmosphere, the smell, the look, the feel, cold, like all of it was freaking horrible. I like I no. It. I never liked going past the the benches where you would sit. No, I didn't like any of it. You start straight by that, like you're fucked. The only thing I didn't mind actually was like sister and Vivian and whatnot. They were always like, they were funny. They were nice. Like I was scared of them yeah. at, like in primary seven, but as I got older, they were nicer. Um, but yeah, the building itself was freaking rotten, horrible, horrible place. Wouldn't send my worst enemy there. Um, maybe one of them. <laughs> maybe one. Maybe two of them. <laughs> Fuck it. They can go there. <laughs> um right on to podcasting things the reason why we're doing this isn't just for a catch-up although it is lovely um we are going to be talking about the last of us because we did a intro thing and i think actually this is i think probably the best way to do sort of series from now on going forward is to sort of do like a initial here's the first one to two or three episodes um gives people a chance to if they were thinking about watching it watching it or those who have started watching it gives them some meat to chew on and then we'll do sort of a then recap of the rest of it which is what today is going to be so sort of dedicating time to the finale episode but then talking about the series as a whole rather than individual episode breakdown yeah yeah Uh, and you've got dedicated notes and i've got a fresh memory because I literally just finished watching the last episode, so I am I have I've got that down. Whilst I was doing a bunch of ironing, although it was because <laughs> it wasn't super, I don't know, it wasn't like visually gripping. I found like I would just was as long as I could hear what was going on, I was all right. So I was sort of looking yeah. down, looking up, and it it sort of rolled out really nicely. Um, yeah. But yeah, interesting finale. Not quite the way I saw it going. I mean, there was like 15 minutes there where it was like pretty fucking gripping. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. There was um, there was moments. Uh, just on that, I think it's time, we'll, before we go any further ahead, we're going to give you the spoiler warning um, yes. because it's going to be impossible to talk about this spoiler-free other than what we just did, saying that yeah. it was, you know, a good series as a whole. So, spoiler warning. No, I am your father. What? 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 Yeah, spoilers. Okay, so as a whole, John, do you want to start as a whole or do you want to start as finale? What are you thinking? Well, I mean, I could give a quick like five. What, five? don't know why I was saying five. Five words, give go. Quick. <laughs> five words say, summary. <laughs> yeah, five words summary of the whole show. No, like all in all, I mean, I'd played through like half of it on the game mm-hmm. so i knew where it was kind of going but then after that point uh like i had no idea it was just everything was fresh yeah which was kind of a nice mix uh but as a whole like the show was fucking great yeah like, it was such a good like just didn't have the same feel like when you were watching a zombie tv show like it like the walking dead or it just didn't have that sort of vibe to it it uh-huh. was very like emotionally depicting of like the the certain characters it was just like it made you feel what they were going through mm-hmm. and it somehow made you feel happy like watching it yeah i like, i i think it was like the, the pictures and stuff like the, the filmography or whatever the fucking word yeah would cinematography be for um, I think that we said this um, on our episode one through three sort of thing was, yeah, it's impossible to talk about the show without mentioning a show like The Walking Dead. But mm-hmm. the thing with The Walking Dead versus this was The Walking Dead is a TV show made for long jet. Sorry, by the way, if everyone heard a ding there, um, I got notifications ding. on and I forgot to turn them off. So if it dings again, I do apologize. Um, yeah, the, the Walking Dead was built for longevity and as much as they don't want to give you answers they want to give you episodes so they want yeah. to keep it going season after season after season for as long as they possibly can versus the last of us seems to be a show that has a clear start and a clear end and they're just going to tell that story it doesn't 
It didn't feel like any episode was super filler or stretching. They actually got somewhere at the end of season one, rather than yeah. being just sort of somewhat closer to where they might go, um, which I really like. I like the fact that it's got some gusto about it. It feels like they've trimmed the fat, and each episode served a purpose. Um, and yeah, it's it actually could kind of wrap up there it could be like it's not a super huge cliffhanger ending or anything it could just no, be like yeah. and that's it and they live out their days and, and whatever i was expecting um to get uh and i mean this is kind of jumping off of the thing as a whole but the one thing that really popped into my mind at the end that i'm surprised they didn't do was i thought that they were going to go to the camp um and it was going to be ruined because then it would be like a real big fuck. Ooh, like, I've like, made a, yeah, here we go. Season I've two. made a terrible decision, you know? As in camp, you mean in the camp? Yeah, where his brother's at, yeah. Because essentially I was like, he's he's lied to Ellie about what actually happened in order yeah. just to give her, he's just, he's, he's taken the choice away from her and he's just said, right, you get to live, that's your life, but you're living in this world that will be infected forevermore right mm -hmm. so i was then thinking like a really good twist and cliffhanger end for that would be that he gets back to this camp this place that he thinks is home and he's decided that that's going to be their home forevermore and it's like overthrown with infected or something like that like a huge like oh shit fuck you know well i mean that would have been a cool way to end it because then it does leave a cliffhanger going mm -hmm. in season two and sometimes a cliffhanger is needed albeit not like a massive one yeah, no, like I, I, I do like how it ended, though. Like, I'm fine with it. I just, that's what, what my, my brain was telling me it was going to go there, but it, it didn't, so. So, the whole thing with, like, season two is they, like, the peop like people don't know if they're going to go with, uh, do they, so from season one, like, so from The Last of Us, the game, into mm -hmm. The Last of Us Remastered 2 or whatever it's called, Yeah. Uh, there's, like, a time jump as to where Ellie's a little bit older. Oh, okay. Uh, and I think that game is more like butterfly effect. Like there's decision decisions you can make that then affect the impact future. the story, right? Because uh, like people were, I've obviously never played the second game, but there was people talking about how yeah, there's like big choices to be made in the game, and people didn't really weren't a fan of just not following the storyline right. instead. Uh, so they don't know if they're going to do that or if they're going to separate away from that and. Do like a, a filler of uh -huh. like exactly falling on from where season one leaves right um and treating it like a walking dead where it's season by season by season mm -hmm. uh, rather than this big time jump yeah i guess um it'll be a wait and see sort of thing um yeah because yeah i i mean you definitely you can't do a choose your own adventure in um in tv so they're gonna have to make a hard decision and pick to it um but yeah, I just I I struggle to see where things are gonna go because I assume that she eventually has to find out that he lied, and yeah, then there'll I mean, be some sort of issue there. Um, but I was also wondering just specifically about the doctor because he shoots the doc square in the head. I was so, like, is is he the only doctor that like was able to do this, or like how many uh -huh. other doctors are there in the world still? no idea brain but surgeons uh, this was something that i was gonna bring up later not bring up but okay well, mention later on we'll say we're jumping the gut let's just final final thing i'll say about like the, not that we've done a good job of it but the season <laughs> as a whole i would say first three episodes were a fantastic start it was all good the only episode i didn't really like was i think episode seven which is the sort of flashback to her and her best yeah, friend in the, the arcade mall. and shit and again that was the very first episode I watched of the show. So I watched seven, then wild. one, then two, then three. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that... I, and when we came to it, like, we skipped seven. We went six straight into eight. Um, yeah, quite right. So maybe I did it... Obviously, I did it wrong, but maybe it would be better if you watched it through. But I'd say that was the least favorite episode. Favorite episode, probably episode eight. Like, the one immediately after with the cannibals and sort yeah, of the... Yeah, that's the, a wild episode. That episode is freaking nuts for, like, action, drama, intensity, just the, the world in general. It always seems to be the case in these apocalyptic things that the infected or the, the, the whatever has caused the outbreaks of zombie thing is never as bad as the bad people of these yeah. post-apocalyptic worlds. Like... Yeah. 
you know, the, the yeah, the, the Last of Us, The Walking Dead, even, um, what do we call it, A Quiet Place and whatnot. Quiet yeah. Place 2, the worst things aren't even the monsters, it's the it's the freaking people and what they I feel like it's want to do. Because people just in, like, instinctively turn to, you have to do anything you can to survive, yeah, and that no, brings a lot of no... dark shit out of some people's Exactly. Brains. People lose law and order and all sense of morality. It's just a case of it's and me they, or you. And, and, yeah, and they can do what they want. Yeah, so they'll you know, they'll murder, rape and eat people and it's just sort of that that's the world. It's the true dark side of the the human race. Uh huh. We get to see in a in episode eight. Yeah, I think it's uh, also the fact that you genuinely do as a viewer watching an uh, this sort of episode eight you do want you automatically assume that other people mean you like are like your they could be like your savior or they could help you out or you could you're you'll be better together kind of thing but it always then gives you a very quick like oh no we can't actually trust anybody sort of thing and then it's like oh fuck we got to get away from these people well Um, you kind of see that from like when in episode three when uh frank gets dropped into the the pit and Bill comes out and he's got a gun to him and he's like trying to send him on his way, but he yeah. somehow gets in. So you see, like how oh, he gets right in. Some... Gets oh, he gets in. Pants. Not just the shower. <laughs> he gets it all in there. <laughs> uh, if you've not seen the show, you probably have no idea what you're referencing. Perfect, but... <laughs> perfect, perfect uh, soundboard button there. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, it's so in you, the shower. You go too. from that where you can actually. Be, see a little bit of goodness left in humanity i guess yeah, yeah to fucking cannibals that and i think there's a little bit more darkness to i can't remember the creepy guy's name but they're like the father of the fucking religion or the cult or whatever yeah. it is uh there's a there's definitely more of a dark side to him like when he's hitting his daughter i don't even think it's his daughter actually no, it's but not he, his daughter. like slaps her yeah uh, well no so, yeah. so he's He's slapping the daughter of another man who's died, and they are oh, all yeah, actively sure, yeah. eating. So she's eating her own dad. Cause well, because is that she's asking? The... She's asking if, uh, if, and when they can bury him. And he, the leader, says well, we can't bury him until after the winter because the ground's too frozen. Like we can't dig into the earth. But they yeah. also, you then later find out that they're eating people. So there's a good chance that she's already eaten her dad. Well, it's actually the guy that joe kills when right yeah yeah he jumps off yeah. the horse yep. and they're the they're the scavengers yep you're correct yep a uh, lot of it's a lot of messed up but no yeah that episode was was quite a hard watch it was fucking extremely cool to see ellie be as badass as she was like when she's yeah in fact she's i don't know if i mentioned this to you you might know already but the <laughs> the guy that she so when she's on the table mm-hmm. and they're like trying to strap her down to cut her up and yeah. you know cook her or whatever uh she grabs like the meat cleaver and swings and like gets the guy in the side of the yeah. neck so that's actually the, the the actor that plays joe in the video game yes you did tell me this yeah did i tell you that yeah you did uh, but i wanted you to go through it because people listening yeah, well, might not people know. on the show might, uh, uh-huh. listening might not know that but yeah so the guy that she actually gets in the side not the ginger guy but the yeah the one that kind of looks like a little bit like the joe. assistant to the regional manager yeah he's, he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the assistant to the regional cannibal yeah uh, <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, that, so that, guy. that scene, though, I, like, audibly screamed. Like, I watched it with McKinley, and we were sitting there watching it, and it's, like, it's intense. But, like, it takes a lot for, like, a show to make me, like, audibly, like, scream. But I went, oh, yeah. fuck! Like, cause she just <laughs> she just literally, like, quick as fucking nails, just, just grabs it, slices him, and then is, is out of there. And I was, like, I didn't even think of that, but she did. And I was, like, that yeah. is freaking crazy. We, um, uh, we get to see a kind of early obviously she's going through an extremely fucking emotionally damaging time but we get to see her fight or flight kicking yeah and so really be a badass i guess this this rolls into i mean that was episode eight and then we're we're into the finale so i think it's time we just you pull out your notes and we'll get on to the finale but the one thing that i will say is coming off the back of episode eight into season nine uh, sorry episode nine um i don't think they gave enough 
let's talk about what the fuck just happened. Yeah, so I like, feel they, like they move on very that... like she's quiet at the start of the episode, and I thought they were gonna talk about it, but then they they yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so I kind of I've got that in my my notes. I did kind of like that because it's a <clears throat> at the start. Sorry if that was really loud. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just you hacking uh, up a loogie in someone's ear. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was tickling the back of my throat. I could feel it. Uh-huh. I forget I'm, I forget I'm holding the mic sometimes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, like at the beginning of the show when they're like going through their like when they're hiking through the woods or whatever, and it's just Joel and, and Ellie. Mm-hmm. Joel's the very quiet one. Doesn't want to talk about his past. Ellie's the one cracking her silly puns and her jokes and yeah. trying to make conversation and. And then from that, like from the beginning of the story, following both of them through this journey, and then at the end, for it to be like a total switch where Joel has fully accepted the responsibility of, of Ellie. Yeah. And yeah, like she's now the quiet one who has just went through an extremely traumatic experience yeah. and doesn't want to. Yeah, I definitely like, I didn't I didn't think of that but that's a very good point that you bring up. It is a complete switch of the two. But I think just to expand on that further, yeah, it is really that Ellie starts off busting all the puns and whatnot because she's never really been in the outside world. She doesn't know how dark it gets. Yeah. And then So she's very uh, innocent at this point. Yeah, very innocent. And at the end of episode eight, she has seen the worst of it all. And mm-hmm. she's like, Ah, yeah, down down where Joel would be. Yep, but if correct me if I'm wrong, because you've just watched it. But I think it starts episode of the the finale. It starts with the uh, mom. Ellie being like like born. Yeah, it does. Uh, and again, that's actually Ellie in the video game. Ah, really? So the mom, yeah, the mum actually plays Ellie. Ah, I thought she looked so much like Ellie. I was like, ah, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. Honestly, like the casting has, has just been top notch. That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, so the mother is actually Ellie. Okay, so uh, let's just talk about that briefly then. And um, while we're there, um, so she's given birth, and mm-hmm. as she's given birth, she gets bit. Yes, and then she cuts the umbilical cord after, but then she lies about it later and says that she was bit after she cut it, but she definitely was. Yeah. So well, she was definitely bit. Are we led to believe that this is what gives Ellie her sort of like? ability i guess to, to to not be infected is that she was sort of birthed yeah she was like also... injected with the, yeah. the antibody mm-hmm. before actually being born right. and being like exposed to it by mm-hmm. us like when she's by herself by herself like out yeah. of the womb yeah so yeah so something so to do with how, how that works i think that's what it. we're allowed to believe right okay fair enough i like that uh, it's better than just sort of a a random freak, and she's just happens to be fine. Like uh, yeah. I like that there is some it actually because it doesn't tell you it. specifically to tell you that yeah this is the reason that she can survive. No. It it's just a part in the pregnancy where oh I wonder if that so it like kind of leaves it up to the viewers yeah. interpretation. But that's like that's good. Like it, that. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was gonna say about how, you know, after that it moves into Joe and Ellie making their way through. I'm yeah. not too sure what city they're in at this point, but... No, I don't know. Uh, and there's that kind of weird exchange, which I did like when Joe was talking about how he, like, got shot because he had the scar on the side of his head. Yeah. And I feel like this is a... Like, we get to see Joe opening up here because mm-hmm. he, he talks about how it was him that shot, tried to kill himself. Uh, yeah, I I was wondering that, that though. I did. I I'd, I'd missed where the scar was. That was the only thing. So yeah, I was so like, I knew I knew it was sure. on his face, but I couldn't remember exactly where. So I was trying to mm-hmm. think of like if you were going to shoot yourself in your head and you flinched, like how much like surely you would do quite a bit of damage. Like, that's quite a big flinch to like to come out of it unscathed. Yeah, kind of hard to miss your noggin. Kinda. But People do it though. Yeah, like bullets go well. I mean, who was it? Was it Mike? Not Mike Tyson. It was a rapper <laughs> or some shit. They got a shot in the face. Yeah, Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent got shot in the face, uh-huh. and he survived. Yeah. So it can be done. It can be done. Yep. 
all fair. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's a huge opening up part. We also, that's new information. We didn't know that Joel was going through all of that. Um, but yeah, it's all just the the very, st- after the flashback, all of the first 10, 15 minutes are pretty much like a, a big show of fatherly bonding from Joel towards Ellie. And Ellie not yeah. quite knowing really what, she's very quiet and subdued. Yeah, she is. Which I think is deliberate. Uh, and then we get the whole giraffe scene, which yeah, was... lovely. I didn't realise it was a real fucking giraffe at the time. I was going to ask if you knew if it was real or not. Like yeah, I sort real. of was looking at it, but again, I was doing the ironing at the same time, so I wasn't paying too much attention, but it looked pretty real. I think... Because when I first watched it, I did think the giraffe was real, but then I was like, no, they can't, that can't be real and all the background be fake. Like, I just... Mm-hmm. It, wasn't adding up in my head and then i seen a clip of it afterwards that the giraffe was actually real because it showed like the the in-game scene of this part and then Mm -hmm. it showed like the behind the scenes of of was uh, it like a green screen or something behind the giraffe yeah it was a green screen behind the giraffe yeah yeah makes sense Uh, that was a cool scene though yeah it was nice and then from there i think they get uh not ambushed but they get captured by the fireflies yeah and then this is where it just fucking like, for me, this is when I was zoned in, locked in, ready yep. for shit to hit the fan. Uh, yeah, I was too. I mean, I kind of like, as it was unfolding though, I was sort of thinking like, what did Joel really expect to happen? Like, Well, I didn't know that that was, I thought they were just going to take her bloods or shit and then... Yeah. I assumed that there would be testing, but I think I always assumed at some point it would be a case of she's going to have, like, they're going to have to start cutting off limbs or something uh. to, to do something. Um, I couldn't imagine it going where it's just a case of, like, they synthesize her blood and she's just whatever. Um, yeah. I imagined her being hooked up to a machine and sort of in a vegetative state or something like that where she wasn't going to live a normal life from this. Yeah. Um, so that's, I, uh, going back to your. I completely just brain, brain blanked there. Fuck. It'll come back to me. I need to think about it. <laughs> hmm. Nah, it's gone. It's gone. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Lost it. Um. Yeah, so we get the Firefly sort of thing. Joel and what's the name of the woman again? Uh, Michelle? Michonne? Michelle? Mm, Michonne's Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Michelle? Michelle. I think Michelle rings a bell. Michelle, Michelle rings a bell. Michelle rings a bell. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's Michelle. Yeah. So he wakes up to her, or to, I think someone notifies that she's that he's awake. So she comes to see him. Yeah. No, she's explains, there. She's there straight away. Explains the the situation, uh, and then Joe is then taken away because they're, they're trying to like take him out of. Well, they're, they're the, yeah, they're the, they're in the room, and and Michelle explains that um, uh, yeah, that they basically they need to take out the part that like deals with the the fungi thing, and, it's, and he says, "Oh, that's in the brain." She's like, "Yep." Yeah. So, and then they have like he says, "What's well, quite interesting, like you don't know what it's like," and then she says, "I was there when she was born, and I promised her mom I would look after her." and like i i know what it's like and you're not she's not wrong i mean like could you imagine like being handed a baby from your best friend yeah then you have to kill your best friend and then you raise That's this what kid I was just about to say. and then you like, find out that you're doing all of this and then you have to put the kid under the knife to die to save the world like it's mm-hmm. i don't i hope that everybody watching like took it as like harsh as i did about like yeah it's actually more on her than it is joel at this point it's a very- the uh, happy happy Gilmore. <laughs> happy Gilmore. What the fuck are you drinking? I meant to say ha- uh, Harry Potter and Dumbledore. Right. Okay. Uh, the boy that was the boy that was raised to die. Yeah. Okay. Uh, happy happy Gilmore. Gilmore. Good lord. <laughs> uh, no, that's what I was going to say though. Oh! I, I <laughs> we could. I completely forgot the. Like I, I did not think she was going to go back and shoot her. Yeah. Like, cause she walks out. She's like, "I'm not gonna kill you." Walks out, and then she like kind of stands there holding Ellie, mm-hmm. gives it, gives her to the guard who doesn't cover her ears. By the way, fucking mm-hmm. imbecile. Yeah. Uh, and then she just walks back in like no. 
terminate. I suppose that's how it's got to be done, though. Like, yeah, if you're, it's gotta if be you're quick. about to shoot your best friend, like you mm-hmm. just you just got to walk in, boofed, walk out of there. Yeah, you don't need you last words, last looks, just in, bang, done. Also, though, if you then you would, you just wouldn't. Somewhat symbolic because, or not symbolic, but like plays on imagery or symbol. It freaking matches up because Joel <laughs> later does the same thing. Like she's dying and she's probably gonna die, but then he walks back, cold, bang, dead. Booth. You yeah. know, he does the same to her as she does to the mom. That and was then, a, and then it's funny because the... whoever is the killer, so Michelle's the killer in this case, takes the kid Ellie, and then Joel's the and kid actually... in this case, uh, killer in this case, yeah. and takes Ellie again. True. So it's almost like a it's like, the it's like a rite of passage for Ellie is you yeah. gotta kill the previous owner. If you are own Ellie, you gotta kill you the gotta mom kill or the dad, the mom, whoever's around. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that was the end to one of the one of the most epic Joel moments was. Him walking through that hospital mm-hmm. and just being an absolute fucking warrior. Like I, I already knew it because there's 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 one moment where he shoots a guard in one of the first guards that's taken him out of the building. He shoots one of them dead, and then he shoots the other one in the knee and asks, "Where is she being kept?" And he says, "Fuck you," and yeah. then he just says, "I don't have time for this." Shoots him in the head, boom, but and fucks off. Yeah. In episode eight we've already seen this sort of like what I'll call Terminator mode Joel because like in episode 8 he freaking tortures a guy and then oh, like yeah. rips both of them to shit and then goes full Terminator to go get Ellie back yeah. um, so we, we know Which that we he don't does actually this. see like because Ellie escapes herself and then Joel's just yeah, there for her yeah yeah but y- which oh sorry just yeah, quickly go for it when Joel is like hugging uh, Ellie like when she gets out and she's mm-hmm. like down and Joel picks her up and like mm-hmm. she's total panicked when he's like comforting her he says uh what is it my baby like baby baby girl he calls her baby girl mm-hmm. and that's what he called sarah yeah he called sarah baby girl so mm-hmm. it's like that's the point for joe where he's like this is this is my kid now yeah i need to i need to look out for her. i need mm-hmm. to do anything yeah anything in his power to and i mean there's there's which more, is what he does yeah there's going to be more that we'll come on to later in this episode but um yeah so he's going full terminator mode and then he finally gets up to the the surgery room and the doc like the surgeon is like picks Her up doc. a little scalpel and says like you can't like take her or something like that mm. and then he shoots him right in the head there and then i'm like <laughs> oh fucking okay and I'm like, yeah, like how many like brain surgeons do we have available at the minute? Because like, so you just wasted one pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, I've got kills the doctor question mark question mark question mark because after the this episode aired, a lot of the stuff going on like YouTube shorts and like reviews and stuff was, uh, it was like just memes of. Joel killing the doctor, or like the the scene of him about to kill the doctor, yeah. And everybody's like, "Don't kill the doctor! Don't kill the doctor!" Or like when Joel kills the doctor, like how they reacted or whatever. Yeah. And like they don't seem too happy about it, so I think yeah. that might play a part in season two. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a weird one because, like, in all honesty, like I don't agree with Joel's decision in any of this. Really, like he's. Like, yes, he's keeping Ellie alive, but he's also, like, murdering so many people <laughs> to do it. And then lying to her. People. And she already said earlier in the episode that, like, because he asks her straight up earlier on, like, look, we don't have to do this. Like, we can just go live a normal life. And she says, we've done too much to, like, to not do yeah. this now. And, yeah, he really is just, like, negating a lot of people's lives and effort that they've sacrificed to sort of keep this thing going. Um yeah. It's and the it's, fact that the yeah, guy, yeah. there's a guy on his knees and he's like putting his gun down. He's got his hands in the air and he just boof, shoots and walks by him. Yeah. Yeah. He is like, again, like he, he goes full Terminator mode, like when he's in it. There's no, there's no sympathy. There's no remorse. Even if that guy in the stairwell, this is what I was going to say earlier, even if that guy in the stairwell had said where she is, he would have shot him in the head yeah. after that. And well, as you said, it's, it's like episode eight where he's questioning one of the, the cap, the captures. Mm-hmm. or the captured yeah one of the people he's captured to like interrogate uh he says to him like you better point to the right place in the map and it better be what your buddy tells me uh-huh. and as soon as he tells him he just fucking kills him and then his yeah. buddy's like well i'm not telling you shit and he's like good because i trust him yeah, boom i believed him <laughs> boom 
It's just I, th- I feel like as well because it's so out of ordinary. Like with interrogation scenes, you get the whole like I ain't telling you shit, and then he's beating him up until he tells him, and then he he'll tell him a lie. And whereas this yeah. is just straight to the point. Fucking, there's no there's no people coming back to like haunt him. They just yeah, tell it's, me it's shit, a classic but, uh, like vigilante sort of thing because like you don't it is very it's like a hero who's a bad hero like he's not a good person but he's getting no, yeah, shit definitely. done um and yeah that's sort of like i guess this this whole final episode is really sort of like giving the the full eye opener of like who joel is and mm-hmm. the honest truth as to who he is is he's very selfish like he does everything for his own reasoning and his own like wants or needs like he's I feel yeah go for it i feel like for from joe's perspective day one of this outbreak mm-hmm. he sees army people like army soldiers or pl- a policeman or like whatever i think it was not i think it was a soldier who are there to protect the country who fight wars out with the country to protect people back home mm-hmm. And he sees this guy like with the the rifle aimed down at him, and then he opens fires on civilians. Mm. So from that point, Joe's like, nah, nobody. Like if people are trying to hurt people, I care about. It doesn't matter if they're a doctor or well, yeah, I mean whatever. What, like he shot his daughter. Like <laughs> yeah, shits out the window. There is no. Yeah, there's no like moral issues anymore it's just survive no he just doesn't yeah it's like survival if i want someone to survive i've got to do everything i can which i don't think like, he obviously tried to like throw sarah out of the way mm-hmm. but i feel like for him it's he didn't do enough to save his own daughter so yeah but this then, is kind of like redemption for him exactly but it also just i mean if you look at the season as a whole because i can't remember her name, but his his sort of partner post apocalyptic world to second, Tess. Tess, yeah. So like, he doesn't believe that Ellie's thing is really a cure initially, but Tess does. Tess is like, look, yeah. if there's even a chance that this is true, you've got to like, we've got to see it through, kind of thing. Um, so she believes For the sake of like humanity. Yeah, so she believes in like a cure and in saving the world essentially, but Joel never wants sort of does until we get to like his brother's camp and then he gives his brother a pretty good speech about how like she could save the world kind of thing and he seems like how he he needs to take her yeah and like he seems that it seems like yeah he does realize sort of the the what is at stake yeah the importance of it and what is at at stake versus then yeah, as you say, the second like she's put through episode eight, and then as you said, he's like hugging her, calling her baby girl, and basically like adopts her right there and then. Yeah. Suddenly, that is his world, and he's like, "Yeah, there's no fucking chance that like when when Michelle says, you know, we're gonna have to kill her to cure the world." He's like, "Nope, <laughs> like, not happening." Not happening. I did like live. the the episode where he where he meets up with Tommy because uh, mm-hmm. you get to see him kind of. Not like, I don't want to say old and frail, but like he's fright, he's fr- kind of frightened that he's not going to succeed with like on the mission to yeah because at this point he is thinking I'll get Ellie to the doctor they'll take her bloods they'll save the world so yeah. he's like fully invested in and understands the importance of getting Ellie to the to the 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 safe zone or whatever let's call yeah. it and that's why he tries to get Tommy to take her because he knows that Tommy's more able and fit to. yeah uh, and then we get to see a kind of cute you know he, he turns her away and then the next again morning he's fucking right there with her yeah yeah no it's all done really well and yeah the emotional growth between both characters is is like obviously like where the entertainment comes of it um so yeah so next thing then i guess is uh full terminator mode kills the doc and then takes ellie and then we have the scene with michelle in the car park um and she gives him the full surrender. She gives him an absolute chance of like, look, whatever you do decide, you you do it, sort of thing. And he just shoots her. And I, I agreed with him. Like he like had to shoot her, like definitely because for sure she would just keep coming after him. And he's gone way too far at this. I don't agree with what he does at all, but uh-huh. like he's not wrong. Like he has to pretty much if he if he's in this deep, you got to fully commit and kill her. Yeah, he's 
he's went too far past the line to be like, all right, I'll let you survive because then that everything that he's just done will be for for nothing really. Because yeah. yeah, she would survive and then get another team, come back, find them, take her away, and then he'd have to do the whole shit all over again, killing even more people. Also, so we've said Michelle this whole episode, and I think it's Marlene. 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 So sorry, everybody. <laughs> Just replace, uh, quick replace Michelle with Marlene. Close enough. We make the rules. If it's Michelle, we go to yeah, call her Michelle. Michelle we'll from now on. We'll call up the show. We'll tell them. Yeah. All right. Change well, she's the dead now, thing. so it doesn't matter. Redo the show. Start again. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so she drops. Um, they're driving out. And then we get this scene where um, Ellie's waking up in the back of the car and mm-hmm. she asks what happens and Joel feeds her a bunch of bullshit. Which is definitely going to come back to, to bite him in the ass. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like she'll definitely find out that... Well, she already she down. already questions it. Like, yeah, they, get, the- you know, they get out of the car eventually when that dies and they're hiking the way in and just as they can see the town where the brothers live in, she says, like, tell me that this is, like, the truth. Yeah, and he says, "Yeah, it is the truth." And she's like, "Right, okay, but it's not convincing, and I don't think she's convinced." Um, nah. Especially because the one part that, like, I don't get why he added in was that, like, there's lots of others like her. Yeah. Which no one yeah, so, so far didn't really has need been believing, or like that everyone's shocked that she has this sort of stuff. Never mind more people. Exactly. So I think that's where it's gonna start unraveling. Um, I felt like it was a very quick ending though it was i I, I thought we were gonna you know they were gonna have that little moment out in the the hilltop before they reached the settlement Mm -hmm. they were gonna get back to tommy settle into some digs and then yeah well this is the other part that thinking of going forward like assuming everyone's okay and tommy's all fine tommy's uh uh, wife is about to have a baby right like she was she's up the duff so and Tommy knows about Ellie it's sort of being the cure and all this and that. So mm-hmm. um, Joel's going to have to lie to Tommy or he'll confide in Tommy, tell him the truth. And then there's a good chance Tommy's going to be fucking pissed because yeah, then he's, he's like, got a well, kid got on the way. Look out for. And he's like, you have a chance here to save all of our lives and my kids' lives. And the second Tommy becomes a dad, he's going to be all motivated to find a cure and sort of protect that kid as best he can. Yeah. So... I feel like it's definitely gonna go tits up, but it was a yeah, excuse me. It was a very good episode. Um and great show as well, all the way through. Mm-hmm. Nah, it was incredible. I've uh, how how are we doing for time? Um let me just click a button here. We're f- I feel like fifty minutes. Been, I was gonna say I feel like we've been discussing for a wee while, but it doesn't feel like that. Nice. Nah, uh, we've been pretty on well. It. So I've I've put together a wee top five moments. Okay. And then some, and then some of Joel's memorable moments. Okay. Let's uh, do it. Just throughout the kind of entire mm-hmm. show. Uh, so for me, number five, because I loved this part of the game as well, mm-hmm. uh, was sneaking through the the museum while the clickers are hunting. Yeah, them. you've spoken about just that a, being a very scary video game episode. Uh, yeah, just a very quiet, and you're just hearing the little clicker noises and this is exciting because i've mentioned this before but i'll mention it again like i have not played the video game but the second the tv show came out i was like right i'm gonna go for the unique perspective of watching the show and then playing the video game so now it's done i'm gonna check on the store tonight see if it's on sale or if not i'll just pick it up on facebook or something um but i will be playing through the video game now and i'm excited to see how that is you maybe need to record your reaction (laughs) maybe maybe i don't know if i can be bothered because to be honest, it's going to be like late night before, I, like after work, yeah, before that, I go chill. to bed, just a chill sort of thing to do. It's a long game though. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's a good few hours of gameplay. Well, that's fine. Even if I, if I figure I could give it an hour a night, something like that, and we'll, yeah. we'll tick through it. Uh-huh, check in definitely. every once in a while. Uh, anyway, so that's so number that, five. That was number five. Uh, number four was, again, the show done it incredibly, but the game was just so fucking like, because you just didn't accept, expect it, you didn't see it coming. It was uh, Sam and Henry, the brothers. Mm-hmm. It was their death scene. Uh, just such a whirlwind of holy fuck, what's going to happen yeah. at this point? Because, you know, at one point, uh, I can't remember which one's which. I think Henry's the older one. Uh, Henry is the older one, yeah. 
yeah, so he's like, so Sam, he's just shot Sam, his little brother, and he's got the gun pointed at Ellie and Joel. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the fuck is going to happen? Like, is he going to shoot one of them? Is this... And then just, like, you're, th- you're thinking what's going to happen, and then he just, boof, shoots himself. And it, yeah. it's just such a quick chain of events that kind of catches you off guard well I have playing, to be honest I wasn't game. I wasn't shocked that he turned the gun on himself I was shocked that he was the one to shoot uh, Sam his brother yeah. like that was like the oh shit but the second he did I was like oh well he's about to pop himself now he can't live with that yeah uh, so that was number four uh, number three was Bill just being an absolute hunter out yeah. in the streets of his little town mm-hmm. uh, killing just with his don't know if it was a sniper or a tutu or a hunting rifle yeah. or whatever. That's the only he thing we said was just fucking stupid that he's so like, far fetched. He's such a he's such a well organized, researched man. There's no way he stood in a white t shirt in the middle of the street. Like no. he would have camo 100% gear on done and for... some sniper nest on top of the roof. Like he would not it just that part didn't seem right at all. Because yeah. even if he was like taken by complete surprise, which he wasn't, because he was prepared for shit like this, he just wouldn't oh, be yeah. in a bright white well, the, t-shirt. The fact the they weren't the even street. in the compound yet; they were still yeah. on the outside getting fucked up by the yeah. electric fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the it's only like part. He that easily was like, could have mm. just been chilling in his living room with a cup of tea. Yeah, let the character down a little bit, in my opinion, but still incredible still bit of action cool and cool for the for the uh, second moment. We've we've already touched on, but as Ellie. Uh, against the cannibals, where yeah. she, when we get to see Ellie going full well, rampage mode, number one. chucking knives about and shit. Interesting to see what number one is then. Number one is, again, we've already spoken about it, but Joe turning demon mode and going uh, through the hospital, which okay. is picking people off. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. 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 I would say was, s- there's, there's one that you didn't mention, not that it's my favourite, just a, a standout moment, is when Joel is sort of being the sniper in the tower. And so Ellie, that's... Sam, and uh, Henry are sort of out in the field. Because that whole episode, I'm assuming it must be a key moment in the video game. Because it seems oh, yeah. very video game to just be oh, yeah. the shots where you can see down the scope when you're just picking off people and trying to keep them alive kind of thing. Seems like such a video game moment. Well, it's, it's very much like... Uh, it's remember like remember Private Warzone Ryan. when... You... <laughs> What was that, sorry? I said it's like a scene in Saver Private Ryan when the sniper's in the oh, tower. Yeah. Like, uh, with Vin, that's when we lose poor Vin Diesel. Yeah, we do. Uh, but no, so it's it's like in Warzone. So, you know, when you're standing on top of a building and you mm-hmm. see the, the tint glaze. Yeah. And you fucking like duck. It's like that. Yeah. Like you're hiding behind cars and shit. I'm trying to remember. Uh, but I can just remember being like hidden in gardens and behind, you know, trying yeah. to make my way up this street. Mm-hmm. And you you can just see the the glaze of the the sniper. Yeah, in the, you know the they're up there looking at you. Yeah, uh, but no. So that was actually in one of my memorable Joe moments is him making his way to the sniper nest because obviously mm-hmm. when they get there they're confronted with the sniper in the yeah, building, the old so man. they have to get him out. Mm-hmm. He obviously is the one that calls uh, the re- I don't know if they're rebels or whatever they are, but are freedom fighters. Or, yeah, they're freedom. But the people at the the Kansas City QZ. Uh, so he takes out the sniper and then he then takes up the, the sniper's post yep. we get to see that huge ass fucking uh, zombie thing Hulk looking yeah I forgot about that actually burst out the ground and be like alright the party's arrived what's crazy though I mean is I mean you're sorry just quickly run through your top five favourite moments again like just one sentence uh Five sneaking through the library or museum whilst the clickers are hunting yeah, yeah. Uh, the three of them. Sam and Henry, death scene, yeah. Bill being an absolute savage, Ellie versus the cannibals, and Joe going demon mode through yeah. the hospital. So it's actually quite interesting. As we sort of said earlier about how, like, in these post apocalyptic sort of shows, the actual zombie or infected sort of things aren't as bad as the actual people think. You've got yeah. a zombie thing at five, kind of a zombie thing at four, but more the humanity side of it. And then three, two, one is all human be human stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is It is just funny how that works out. It might also be overexposure to it. Yeah. I feel like we've seen think... enough zombie stuff where it's sort of you know that they're somewhat tolerable. Yeah, that and I think it's... 
because The Last of Us, again, you're getting the 20-year time jump where the zombies aren't under control, but they're not the main threat. It is the people that are the main threat. Yeah, and they point. know how they operate and how it all works, yeah. right? Whereas There's the no... first four seasons, five seasons of Walking Dead. Uh, The Walking Dead, it is the zombies are. Until you get like to the governor and yeah, Megan. Megan and stuff like that, it's it's very much the the zombies that are yeah. the evil side of it. Yeah. Uh very true. So yeah, and then just a couple of memorable moments. The the day one escape scene. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. I just I love even the, the like the video game makes it so good as well. Mm-hmm. Uh the interrogation scene, which we've we've spoken about, I thought that was an incredible scene where he's he go he he, he you you see how far Joel will go to find out yeah. what he needs to know mm-hmm. to 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 save Ellie. Uh, what's this one? Did it... Oh yeah, the the Sarah flashback when he when Joel Tess and Ellie have escaped the mm-hmm. Boston compound or the Boston QZ. I think it's Boston, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're confronted by the guy that was buying pills off of joe yeah and he's going around with the scanner and obviously joe's like well he's gonna scan ellie and it's gonna come back fucking positive mm-hmm. so shit uh and then he obviously has the flashback of sarah kind of being startled not knowing what to do and then he just boofed he yeah. he, he he bashes fuck out of <laughs> terminator mode activated once again yeah we get to see a lot of joe being a fucking savage in this like yeah uh finding tommy I thought that was a nice mm-hmm. little because at this point, all he's cared, not all he's cared about, but his primary mission was find Tommy. Yeah, the whole set. That's that's what he set out was just to do. A side mission that he was doing along the way. Uh, so I thought I really I liked the the Tommy scene and him being settled and having a village and a family and stuff. Yeah, uh, being saved by so this is another memorable moment was being saved by Ellie when the. The hunters from the Kansas City QZ yep. open fire them in like the kind of gar- car garage type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's when we actually first start to see Joel's weaknesses because of his age. Because obviously he's hearing, hearing you he can't hear the guy coming up on him, so he gets a bit of a surprise. And then that's when we first see Ellie kind of do what she does. Popping someone. Uh, and then last memorable moment, moment we've already spoken about is the taking the sniper's pit and yep. laying cover fire. Yeah. No, Which it, it, I, I seen from that one when Ellie's stuck in the car with that crazy fucking mm-hmm. young girl zombie. That was a kind of horrible, like she moved really yeah. horror movie, ghost, demon that whole That whole yeah scene was the most intense for sort of zombie stuff because I was like there's way too many of them like infected very there. dark and... obviously the clicker scene in the going through the the museum was obviously like intense but it's there's only of, a couple of clickers yeah it so felt it's... manageable like there was three of them two of them I think um, yeah so it was like well, alright like versus this yeah when they all come out of the ground it's like fuck me like what are you gonna do here like you're screwed yep um, plus it was good build up because they're sneaking out of the city and you haven't seen a single thing other than i think you saw a bre- the freedom fighters you saw like the concrete moving under the ground yeah, and you're like yeah. oh shit they are like they're under there um, uh-huh. but yeah no i have to say this whole show surprised me i didn't think i would enjoy it that much zombie sort of stuff i do feel i'm not the biggest fan of i like video yeah. zombie video games though so i'm very looking forward to to this all zombie video games i've pretty much like enjoyed every single one i've played from call of duty Same. to um dying light to dead for last or whatever it's called like tons of them are good um so yeah what was that game there was one that was I ridiculous the, dying the light art for it. dying light was um really good that was like a open world like you can just like survive sort of thing as well as missions but then mm-hmm. dead for last or so- something like that was just a ridiculous like one that, where right? you get yeah. like all these stupid zombie just how many can you kill essentially kill yeah it's ridiculous um but a lot of fun um yeah nice well thanks for taking the time to do all the notes that was really good and i think we no, okay. did a pretty good job breaking the I final re- episode I down. really really enjoyed this show so yeah. it, it makes it easy when and now, you because love the show that much. you've wrapped up 
Pedro Pascal as Joel, you've now gone back to him being the Mandalorian. So and what can I say other than a fucking? Yeah. He's just such a good actor, man. He is doing great, and it's the show is going. He's doing bits for us right now. Yeah, he's providing sh- some serious TV content. Oh yeah, you just don't see his face. I but love that's it. Fine. That is fine. All right, let's wrap this one up. Uh, I'm going to hit the outro here. Um, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Uh, you can follow us at Pineapple Theory underscore podcast, where I'll be trying to post a little bit more. Um, regular scheduled episodes on Mondays and Fridays or Saturdays. Uh, I've been one of your hosts, Reese, my co-host, John. You stay classy, San Diego. We'll see you fucking later. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.